The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Dylan Mangan of the Southern Star and I'm joined by Star Sport reporter Sean Holland. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union choose local, choose community. Now we have two special guests to welcome on this week's podcast. So first up, we'll be hearing from Bantry Blues manager, Ivan Kingston, who led his side to victory in the Clona Milk under 21A football final at the weekend. And later on, we'll chat with Margaret Kyohan, who is manager of the St. Oliver Plunkett footballers who are competing in a Junior B Munster final this Sunday. So there's lots to get into, but first, Sean, we might as well take a quick look back at some inter-county action. Cork unfortunately lost their third game in Division 2 at the weekend in the Football League to Cavan. And it's not looking good for John Cleary's team now. Not a great performance for them against Cavan on, on the weekend. No, you're dead right there, Dylan. Um, it's their third defeat now on the, on the trot. So um, things aren't looking good for the footballers. Um, they are facing now uh, for Mana away from home uh, in their next fixture and it's it's kind of cut to the point now where it's pretty much do or die they're uh, not quite last they're they're just above Kildare but um, only on points difference um, but things haven't been looking good now um, the last couple of weeks it's just been a kind of a continuation of poor performances things were looking up um, at the start of the year to be fair after the McGrath Cup but you've got to take that with a pinch of salt as well when you look at what teams might be putting out and who they might be playing and saw Kerry were um, taking off a few of their bigger names towards the end of the game and didn't have the likes of David Clifford playing. But um, no, uh, the the first day out against Donegal, it was kind of like the writing was on the wall a small bit. I know Donegal would be a fairly good side now with Jim McGuinness back at the helm, but they were completely whitewashed that day. And then they went to Loud where, where people would have expected them to get a result and Cork teams in, in the past would have got a result there, but they fell short there again. And against Cavan, we were thinking, you know, back at home, they might do the business and get off the board. But um, no, unfortunately not. It was a it was a very poor second half performance from Cork and um, went down to one point defeat in the end. But things aren't looking too bright it, there's a lot of talk now about the Talton Cup and it's it's not a place where Cork football should really be No and I guess is is this easy to unpick exactly what's going wrong at the moment like you said the I kind of, kind of for going from last season into this season lots of people would have had um, Cork as potential promotion candidates in Division 2 this season um, John Hayes is writing in this week's Southern Star um, and points out the poor conversion rate, pred- predictable long kickout strategy, and uh, poor discipline cost cost Cork 
against Cavan. Is that something that we've seen in in all three games so far, or or is there similarities between the three games? Is there things that that the team will know they need to work on? Yeah, uh, John actually spoke about it. There's one aspect now, and it's gone huge in in Gaelic football. Is is the kick out? It's the gaining of possession. The way football has gone, it's almost like basketball, where you know it's a, it's a possession based game. You have it. You try and bring it down the field. And score, it's pretty simple. You know, when you have the ball, your opponents can score. But Cork are really struggling in the kick-out aspect, um, especially when teams are forcing to go long. I think um, when the ball went past the 45 on um, Saturday, Cork lost about 10 kick-outs. Um, they won all the ones that were pretty short, but that's because Cavan didn't push up as early in the game. When Cavan were behind, they started to push up and they started to have a lot of success against Cork's kick-out. So you can see there's a blueprint there for teams who are playing Cork into the future. That if you press the kick out, you're going to have success against them. So they're going to start that out first. That is the, the pretty much the focal point of where they need to start kicking on. And after that, then it's kind of converting scoring chances. They didn't score from playing the second half. You know, you're not going to win any game. You know, doing that. You know, so it's little bits all over the place that are adding to this huge problem overall. And um they need to start it quick and fast or they're going to be looking at the Talton Cup, which which isn't good enough. But um, John Hayes in his column uh, breaks it down very well. And even Kieran kind of alluded to in his uh, column piece uh, about Cork had the five-year plan brought back in 2019. Now, given COVID kind of hit um, in between that, but every other county is the same. But the five-year plan was supposed to bring along football and uh, bring us back to, you know, competing in all Ireland's where you know we were in the in the 90s and the 2000s you know and even the the early uh, teens but we're nowhere near that at this stage you know um we got to a quarter final last year and it looked like we we're making strides but um just gone backwards this year yeah just um in terms of you mentioned conversion right there um what like is that a case of just a bit of luck on the day, like Cavan had a brilliant conversion rate at the weekend. Cork didn't. Um, only Kildare have scored less than Cork in Division Two, um, and at the same time, Cork have conceded the most. So, so that's kind of the brass tacks as to where they are. But is Cork had a couple of good goal chances at the weekend and, and couldn't convert any? Is it is that just a case of kind of maybe players feeling feeling the pressure a little bit, or is it does luck come into yeah. it as well? Definitely could be a small bit of that as well because, um, you know, players, there's not really one set 15 for Cork now for the last couple of years and players are kind of almost minding their own corner. And you might say to yourself, if a fella's on for 10 or 15 minutes, he won't be keen to shoot two or three wides because that could mean he'll be off the, the team the next day and, and mightn't see game time now for another while. And it's been a problem for Cork for a while that they don't have a free scoring forward. Like last season, Stephen Sherlock was doing most of the heavy lifting when Brian Hurley was out. You know, so it's kind of a case of Cork need to find those lads who are just willing to take a shot on. Um, these fellas who just kind of get the ball, turn around, go backwards, you know, very monotonous style play. It's, it's just not going to work. You look there and Mayo and, and Kerry um, on Saturday evening, they were, they were very willing to shoot. The likes of David Clifford there, Ryan O'Donoghue, they might have had a couple of wides, but they were kicking five or six points as well on top of it, you know. So it's kind of a case that they got to take the shackles off. They This kind of like conservative style of football, you know, that's probably nearly ingrained into them towards the club game about, you know, defence and, you know, not giving the ball away where they're afraid of taking a shot on. And 
it's really coming back to haunt Cork. I know they had a couple of chances uh, on McSweeney could have had a goal where he touched it off the bar, but um, these are the kind of things luck doesn't go your way, you know, when you're when you're losing games, you know, and it, it's really bad for Cork in terms of they need every bit of luck that they can get and they don't get it against Fermanagh. It's, it's the Towson Cup for us. Yeah, and how important is is it to win on Sunday? They're away to, to Fermanagh, like we've been saying, that's at 2pm on Sunday. And John Hayes is a lot of uh, credit in the bank, especially in West Cork, obviously, um, with his roots here. But if they don't win on, on Sunday, are questions then, like serious questions going to have to be asked about um, kind of the direction of this team? Oh, definitely. It's because you just look at the fixtures that they've left. Um, for Manor, no does at all. You know, they'll present a really tough challenge. They already have three points on the board. Um, so they're away to Fermanagh and then they have Kildare at home. Now, to be fair, Kildare is nearly as bad as ourselves. So you'd you'd expect them to win, but just can't you can't foresee any, you know, um conclusive win for Cork, but you'd expect them to get two points at home to Kildare. You know, but then you're looking at me the way and Armagh at home, Armagh leading, and me um, won't be any easy task either. So if they don't get two points this weekend, they're pretty much looking at relegation. And having talked to Cleary at the start of the year, he was, you know, talking about promotion, you know, and really targeting the league. And, you know, almost. They're looking at Limerick in a quarterfinal of the Munster. You know, after that, you're looking at Kerry. And I think it's kind of general consensus that that's curtains for the championship if you're going away to Kerry, you know. And um, you're kind of base, basing your rest of your season then on your league campaign and your league form. And um, if they don't get a win this weekend, it's it's big time trouble. Yeah, absolutely. So that game is on, like I said, at... 2pm on Sunday, this is the 25th, so we'll all be watching that one closely and hoping for a Cork win. We're going to take a very quick break now, but we'll be back in just a second to hear from Bantry Blues Under-21A manager Ivan Kingston. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. Now, last weekend, Bantry Blues were crowned Clona Milk Under-21A football champions after their goal-hungry forwards blitzed Iben Gales in the first half of the final. They ended up winning 4-10 to 1-9. Sean, you've been speaking to Bantry manager Ivan Kingston about a brilliant win for them, and it's 12 years since their last title as well, so he must have been in great form. He was indeed. Ivan was in fantastic form. You know, it was a brilliant result for Bantry. Um, they actually brought a huge crowd to the game in Dunmanway on, on Sunday. Uh, so you could see what it really meant to the people uh, of the area. Uh, but it was fantastic, you know, even to see a new club up there, you know, um, to be fair to Ivan, they've been there the last three years now uh, in the final, you know, so it was it was tough on them. Um, but they've won it before, you know, they, they've got their medal. It's, um, it was nice to see Bantry, Bantry win on Sunday, but um. Ivan uh, had actually been involved with the school team uh, the day before as well, which was very interesting. And he had three or four players that were um, playing for both his sides. Um, he was playing with Kloshta, Pubble, Bantry, who unfortunately lost the uh, Munster Schools final on Saturday. But um, to be fair, he 
he had three or four fellas who uh, togged out, played 60 minutes on Saturday and were there again uh, on Sunday. So it was great for them and it was great for Bantry as a club. You know, they've had their um, their hardships, um, obviously, the last couple of years losing out uh, in county finals. So it was nice for them to get a bit of success. So now they're going into the county um, setup and the uh, county championship. But of course, that has its own problems. Then that's seven months down the line, you know. Um, as I've been spoke, you, you know, they prefer to you know to get it rattled off, and pretty much uh, every manager who's still in would probably think the same. But um, you know, other factors come into it. But uh, it's brilliant for Bantry, and uh, I'd like to see um, them go far in the competition. No, I'm delighted to be joined by Ivan Kingston, the joint manager of the victorious Bantry Footballers, who won the Under 21A Championship last weekend. Ivan, how are things? How's it going? Not too bad. Thanks right. for having me on. All good, all good. Um, we'll start off pretty much talking about um your win yesterday, and it was your first win in the A grade in twelve years. So, pretty much um sum up how how you feel as a group and what um uh, meant um meant for you. I look, it was it was a brilliant brilliant performance by the lads. To be fair, it's like it's a massive result for the club, really. You know, um, and like performance wise, it was just superb. In fairness to the lads, they were they were brilliant. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like that first half that first half performance it was as good as I've seen them play to be honest with you you know mm-hmm. so it's great great it's a, lovely, it's a lovely way to finish up and then, you know well not finish up home we'll drive on for the county now obviously as well you know that's it and just in the game itself you kind of um, you roared into it but it was a case of a day previous not many people might know now but um you had a few players that were involved as well uh, with Clash the Pubble Bantry who were playing the day previous. So how did it work in terms of trying to get players, you know, to almost recover immediately to get to play, you know, 60 minutes after playing a tough 60 minutes in a monster final the day before? Yeah, it was um it was tough on those lads, obviously. Yeah. Um, but in fairness, the the lads that are involved are just super lads anyway, you know. Um in fact, they came they came straight home off the bus into the maritime, into the pool, sauna, and just to recover, you know. Um, like in fairness, and the lads that are with like uh Marco O'Sullivan, uh Luke Sutherlands and um Dara Sheedy, and then we had other lads then on the panel that wouldn't have been starting, those three boys started. So mm-hmm. but um we had other lads on the panel then yesterday again that would have been on playing as well on, on, on Saturday. And which was unfortunately a result in the end of that like, but still you know what the way they lifted themselves the following day to the credit to them to be fair you know it was fantastic it's, especially the way you started you, you tore into the game was there anything you said to the, the lads uh, before heading out you know was did you target say the first 15-20 minutes where you kind of pretty much grasped all the game or was there anything spoken about make it fast start I suppose not really no I, I wouldn't say we like we'd always target you know I suppose target a fast start anyway we'd like you know we like to we like to move the ball. We like to get going fast, you know. And um, like and as I say, you know, when the lads move like that, to be fair, they're you know off the shoulder running, letting the ball move like they're hard stopped. To be fair to them, and um, like and we learned our lesson against them um, from the week before against the uh, Clonakilty. Like we were nearly caught in the semi final. We were ten points up, and then we conceded two two in in three or four minutes, you know. So. I just at half time we spoke as was just not to let up. We knew that we knew always knew that I man were gonna come back into the game. Like, you know, everything was gonna have their their purple patch as such. And um like in fairness, they did. I suppose it was fifteen minutes into the second half when we got our first score of the second half. 
Um, but that really settled us then. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, as I say, we always knew they were going to come in, back into it. Like, but in fairness to lads, I think we scored five points in, in the the second half against the wind, and they scored or sorry five and four. I think either either way, whatever it was in the second half. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it was like as I say, their attitude. They're a brilliant bunch of lads. You know, I really enjoy. I enjoy enjoy coaching. To be fair, you know. Exactly, and um, looking at kind of how you set up yesterday, obviously with the fixtures being week on week and um, then clashing, I never got a chance to watch you before yesterday, but you played uh, almost like a sweeper in front of the uh, corner forward line. Um, was that a ploy that you used throughout the year or was it looking specifically at the likes of no, Sean Paul and Mullen? We, is, that wasn't, uh, that was that was the way they played, that they gave us a sweeper, you know, um, you know that's how we reacted to how they, they set up, I suppose, to be honest. It wasn't... Um, that's not how we set up uh, as such, like you know. So um, no, it 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 worked obviously. And the lads that sweep in there, Rory O'Shea was sweeping in front of in front of uh, Connor Cohen and Nolan Donovan did a super job. Um, and when Rory went off injured, then we had Stephen O'Donovan fell in there and like just did it really really well. Um, but uh, as was as we just worked on our we talked about our work rate as was just you know working hard for the sixty minutes. Um, and in fairness, as I say, I. It was as good a performance I've seen them play in, in, in many years, to be honest with you, you know. So, um, they're like, I suppose, I think the lads were saying after the game, this age group I've been with since they were under 14. So, we've been all the way up through them. Like, this is the first time we've had a good run in championship. Like, Ivan and Conor Kilty would have beaten us most years in championship all the way up. Mm-hmm. I, we hadn't beaten either of them in championship, to be honest with you. So, um, it was it was a nice way to, to go through it then in fairness, you know. Exactly. And what do you reckon was the difference this year? Um, the fellas progressing, you know, as footballers, have they gotten stronger? What What's the main? I suppose, yeah, like, like we are, we we would be. We're still a young. We're a young one team. I think there's two of the two of the starting uh, team are over age next year. Like you know, so like I think we have five five lads of age only on, on the squad. Um, so like we're young, and in, as well as at even over the last number of years in championship, we would have been younger in size. Whereas the lads are, you know, they're starting to, you know, I suppose, get bigger and easier that you're, you know, you're you're competing physically then as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We still wouldn't be the biggest team or anything like that. I mean, you know, but they have football. I'll give them that, to be fair. Well, they definitely did need speed. You, you just tore through the middle um, pretty much three to four goals anyway. It came from just lads flying through the middle and um, that'll be very advantageous to you know when he progresses now to the county championship. But, Kind of a small bit on that. Uh, what are your thoughts on it being played, say seven, eight months down the line, rather than you know continue on? I, I personally, I'd love. I, like, I know it's not possible, obviously, like, but I'd love to see this. Like, done twenty one championship is 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 a super great football, like a super standard football, and I'd love to see it played in the summer. Obviously, look, I understand with you know intercounty and everything. It's 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 obviously very hard, like, but it's a pity. It's a pity, like, because you know under twenty one. Is a, it's a fantastic grade of football. Like it's it's as good as as anything you'd see out there. To be fair, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's a pity that it's not played on, you know, dry pitches and you know when it's now. Yesterday we were very lucky with the weather, obviously, and and the pitch was in very good condition considering. Um, but yeah, it's a pity. I'd love I'd love to see it kind of played through and in a a better time of year if, if possible. Like you know, but you look, it is, it is what it is. It is what it is. Is is right. And um, taking you back a day back to um Saturday. 
obviously going from the highs of Sunday to the lows of uh, of Saturday. Um, what are your thoughts and feelings after you know just coming up short uh, in the Munster schools? I suppose it was it's heartbreaking for the boys to be honest. Like they um they've had a brilliant year. I know we still have a county final coming up, like but they've had a brilliant year. They really clicked this year and they gave it a fantastic effort. The game itself, I suppose, look, there's been a number of things, I suppose, like we, we 10 wides, they had four, they were very clinical. You know, we weren't as clinical, obviously. Uh, like, it was, like, it was physical stuff. It was, like, we were, we were probably out most of it as such, you know. Um, and, like, we wouldn't be the biggest team again. But, I mean, look, they played fantastic football again. Like, it was just pure football as well by them. But it's just, just, you know, a couple of, a couple of things in the end just caught us and that was that was it really, you know. Um but as I say, we have a county final coming up. We have the the B county final. We are waiting for the winners of Mitchellstown and uh Demanway. So which Mitchellstown are after winning a Munster B already. So they'll uh, whoever comes through that will be very, very tough and obviously, you know. I could imagine. And so speaking on one of the players, um Dara Sheehy or Sheedy, sorry. Um, he was actually man of the match in both uh, games, just going by off the reports we have in the star. So, like, speak on a player like that, how influential he could be you now to the Bantry seniors or you know, their adult team uh, going forward there now this year. Was look, he's 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 fantastic. Like, he's got a wonderful attitude. In fairness, you know, like he he is he's got he's worked on everything in his game as a kid. Like, I remember seeing him out in the park. He'd be like right and left foot, like you know practicing down there on his own, you know, with his brother Jack and down with his dad, whatever. Just like to go away over himself. He's a, he's got a fantastic attitude. Like like yeah, he he could go he's definitely going places in fairness and like you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. he's involved in the twenties, the under twenties now this year as well. Like so look he's got another he's three three years at under twenty level ahead of him. Like so, you know. Um yeah, he's a super kid. He's got a wonderful attitude as well in fairness. No, that's no, to be fair, we have a we have I wouldn't like to single out for this because we have a lot of lads that are in the same boat as him, to be honest, that are they're they they all have that attitude, which is great. So hopefully that will drive on for the club at adult level, you know. Um I know Dara can't play uh Premier Intermediate this year for um he has to he'd be playing junior B with us like so. Um but uh there's other lads in that under twenty one team that will be really drive on this year, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that's like kind of so like a, an, another topic in for you, Ivan. It's um, just a small bit on that. We could, we've been kind of getting a, a few views of coaches around um, West Cork just on what their thoughts are of players at that age, you know, 17, 18, not being able to play with their um, their first team if they are above the Premier Junior grade. What are your kind of thoughts on, on that matter? <laughs> I suppose I'm kind of old school enough. I think if you're <laughs> if you're good enough, you're old enough. Like um, I understand you have to be wary of born out and stuff for players. Um, but like if you know if your coaches have your best interests at heart, at heart, then you know, you know, you you don't have to play them in every game, obviously, and stuff like that. Look, it won't do them any harm not playing it this year. But at the same time, I don't really understand the the um the idea behind it. You know, um, he's still gonna be playing adult football, mm-hmm. you know, so it doesn't. And like you'd wonder then, like, is it injury and stuff like that? Are they worried about he's still playing? He's still gonna be playing junior league games, or if he's not, you know, if he's involved with Park, obviously, then obviously not. Like, but I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't see the the sense behind it to be honest. Yeah, no, it seems like a lot of the managers have the same ideas yourself, really. You know, it's it's kind of a case 
you said it yourself if you're good enough you're old enough but um looking in a couple of years into the future um and these like these lads that are coming up now with this under 21 team they've had the success they've had the b win last year yeah, the A win this year. Um, what'll that do for the Bantry, the Bantry adult team now going forward? You'd be hoping, like I suppose the intermediate team have been in, in two county finals, you know, the last two years. Um obviously they want to, to drive on and and finally get to get over the line. Like, but I mean, the likes of these lads coming through, as I said, their their attitude is fantastic. I know I know personally that there's four or five of them. They're, they want to be starting for the intermediates this year, at least four or five, should I say. Um, and that, you know, they will they will drive it on. They will, you know, they'll, they'll have a go off it, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, there's Connor Cronin there this year, like has, he marked Ola Donovan and uh, Connor Daly. Like, you know, he was fantastic. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's only, he's uh, under 21 for the next two years. Like, so he'll be driving on. There's, I like, I could, I, could stay naming like genuinely like there there's some great lads coming up you know mm-hmm. no it's fantastic and um just back towards the county uh setup then um in terms of draws and fixtures have you any idea what's um what's in store for you i i, I honestly don't um i don't know when the actual draw is for it um i heard a couple of results there from the weekend i know Bishop won the city and i think um uh Ballinora won the the um made made i think yeah so so I, I actually haven't even thought about it so far away, genuinely. We just want to keep the lads playing football now for the summer. And like there'll be lads obviously pushing on to the intermediate, but then we have to uh, make sure that we're providing football for, for the rest of that under 21 panel as well that are going to be playing junior B football for us for the summer as well. So that's that's uh, important that we keep them playing and keeping them interested as well because, you know, it's a, it's a long time that you can't just give up now and, you know, uh, and try and pick it up again just at the end of the season, you know, so... Exactly. Hopefully we'll we'll keep them all coming in and and have a go at that as well, you know. Exactly, and just finally, how would you work it then in terms of training sessions when you always have that county in the back of your mind? Do you just leave the lads work away with their adult teams and then regroup a couple of weeks previous? Uh, yeah, I I I I suppose we it's only we we need to um I suppose probably kind of probably talk about to be honest with you we haven't um I suppose we haven't uh we we were concentrating on just getting getting this far now at the moment and then but like it's going yeah as I say like. I know, like last year, our 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 junior setup was was kind of separate from, uh, the intermediate. Like they kind of we had, I think we had thirty lads at one stage uh, talking out to training at junior B level as well last year. Like you know, mm-hmm. so um, as on top of your intermediate panel then as well. So like, yeah. So we just try to keep that going. I suppose it's 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 the it's the big thing, and um, yeah, and hopefully they'll. As I said, we just important that we keep playing football for the summer. That's that's very important, and then we can. As, as the season progresses, we can jump back in with the under-21 management again and, and see how it goes, you know. Exactly. And look, uh, Ivan, I wish you all the best for it. And uh, you're keeping the, the West Cork flag flying anyway. And I wish Bantry all the best as well. Uh, trying to get over the line. Just um, third time lucky, hopefully, for you. Yeah, yeah. No, hopefully. I look, as I said, even that, that intermediate team, they were very lucky the last number of years. They're, they're, they're very, very close. So hopefully, as you say, they'll, they'll, they'll get over the line this time. Exactly, into business. Listen, Ivan, I appreciate you taking the time. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. So now I'm delighted to be joined by Margaret Cuhan, the manager of the St. Oliver Plunkett Footballers. 
who are competing in the Junior B Munster final on Sunday. Margaret, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me on. No worries at all. Um, I'll start off quite simply. What's uh, the excitement like around Ahiol uh, with a Munster final on the way? Uh, yeah, sure. So it's it's huge. It's a huge week for the club. You know, it's a, I suppose I'm very lucky to be part of it, really. Um, we weren't thinking this far ahead, really, up until last Sunday evening. Um, this poll where all we were concentrating on um, in the semi-final, this poll from Kerry. Uh, we had them in the semi-final, so the last two weeks, really, that's all we were able to focus on we couldn't look past that but it was nice Sunday evening to you know just believe yet yeah, that we got over that hurdle and we're we're into the Munster final again so it's it's great I'm delighted for the lads you know just after all their effort and everything it's great they deserve it. No it was a brilliant achievement but um the game itself it didn't start all that well for you so you had kind of had to build your way into it can you tell us a small bit about the the game and how you got over the line? Yeah um I suppose the worst start to a game that you would expect from the throw-in. This ball won the throw-in and it ended up in the back of our net after a couple of moves. Um, they had a goal on the board straight away. Um, I suppose within five minutes they had two goals and two points and to no score. So they really came out firing. Um, our lads took a, that couple of minutes to get into it, I suppose, Bit of a shock. A couple of our own handling errors maybe led to a couple of their scores as well. Um, but they didn't panic as such. They settled into the game then and started picking away scores again. Um, by half time, we were down two points. It was two six to ten points at half time. And mm -hmm. um, we started the second half. Then I suppose we started playing with the wind in the second half. Um, and got a couple of points quick enough. And uh, from there, um, we had a great, I suppose, first 20 minutes of the second half, you know, when um, our lads really, what we knew they were capable of really showed, you know, and uh, there was some great football played. Uh, there was great football played by both teams, you know, I suppose just uh, we had a really um, good period there for 20 minutes and uh, put up a good score. Lisboa came back into it again and got chipped away a couple of points with um, 10 minutes to go. We were probably up about eight points. Time was nearly up. There was only four points in it. They were really putting our defence under pressure. Our defence did absolutely brilliant to keep them out, keep them out of the goal. And um, Brian Welch saved a penalty as well. Um, early in the second half, you know, that was a huge boost to us as well um, at a really good time when we were going well. And uh, I suppose we finished out, uh, Conor McCarthy got a goal in injury time just to seal it for us. So there was 3.15 to 2.11 it finished. Fantastic. And um, yeah. what whatever, you know, grade or whatever it is in terms of football, if you beat a, a Kerry team in the Munster Championship, you know, it's a fantastic achievement. So um. You must yeah. be, kind of, I know, trying to play down expectations, but you must be kind of fancying your chances uh, on Sunday. It's Shannon Rovers, who you're playing as a Tipperary team. You, would you know a bit about them or has anyone got to see see them play? Yeah, I suppose uh, like that, this ball was all that we were focusing on the last two weeks. Uh, since Sunday, we've done a bit of research right in Shannon Rovers. I'd say they're, they're similar to ourselves from what we've heard. Like they have a very fit team. 
um, and they don't have many weaknesses anywhere on the pitch, you know. So I'd say hopefully we should have a good match again someday. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. we should have the best of it. And in terms of your playing, um, the lads playing, the average age is probably older than a lot of teams uh, around West Cork. So you might give us kind of the uh, the inspiration or what's the the secret behind um, what's in the water, I suppose. You know, yeah. so many uh, veterans still playing. Even you mentioned there, Brian Walsh. He was playing in 2007 when you were last in a Munster, a Munster final. And then you've the likes of Mike Johan, of course, and uh, Owen and Gary, then the brothers, McCarthy brothers. So what is it that makes these fellas, um, they seem to be getting better with age? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose the Munster final from 07 um, on the panel that is there at the moment, there is six, maybe seven of that panel still, you know, that'll be tagged out on Sunday, you know, which is give an idea right of the age, age profile of it, you know, and of the lads that were starting that day, you know, they're like, they're... Uh, half of them that were starting that they're starting again you know there's probably four that started um the last day that did start at that final in 07 mm-hmm. um and it's great the mix definitely um uh, you could see it all year the mix of youth and experience you know with the leads and stuff um and as the year was going on they were gelling more but you know it was a great mix all year you know it just worked out well for us mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's fantastic to, you know, because um, just to have those experienced heads now on Sunday will, you know, play a big part, you know, especially because you've got, it's almost like you've got a big kind of gap in the team. You've got a lot of good up and coming young people, um, um players, but you still have that um, nice mix of experience yeah. throughout the team. So that'll, uh, that'll play into your hands. But um, in yeah. terms of your season, you've had a long season, you've been involved in a lot of competitions. Have you ever taken a break throughout the year or has it been kind of just... You know, tipping away all the way through. Um, they did at Christmas. I think they took about two weeks off at Christmas, and then it. I suppose it was put to the lads themselves what they wanted to to do. And in January, they said they just were happy to go back. I suppose at the time they were involved in the football and the hurling and monster, mm-hmm. they were happy to go straight back into training again. And so they, it was their own decision. And fair play, you know, it's paying off now. You know, I suppose the last couple of weeks. You can tell like their fitness is where it needs to be for playing championship football, you know, and they're getting the what they deserve out of it, I suppose, you know, to be back here now in a final again. They do, of course, and hopefully one yeah. more. And in terms of what something like this will do now for the parish and, you know, the the young kids growing up around the place, seeing Plunkett's in major finals, the, you know, that can't be underestimated, the influence that'll have. No, no, not at all. Like it's even all year um even at training some of the young guys coming to training you know getting jerseys signed you know by some of the players and that and it's so important you know just for the club just building for the future and uh the lads are great you know with their time as well going to underage training going to medal presentations it's all so important you know and it does when there's clubs the club is winning and involved in competitions at this stage is like any club you know I'm sure you'd see it in your own club as well you know it's you can see what it does for the underage and the community and you know it's great it's a great place to be you know so um hopefully it'll any 
young person, any girl or boy that might have been deciding about whether to keep on football in the area or not, or go and pursue something else that it might be, you know, sway their decision a bit to see what the rewards of it like and stay with it for the future. Exactly. And just the last one for you in terms of the year, it, would you put it down as one of the best years the club has ever had in terms of winning the counties and now getting to this stage? And I suppose if, if you you know cap it off on Sunday, it'll probably go down in history as one of uh, Plunkett's best years you know, since it was set up. Yeah, I suppose the double, like for to win one county makes it a good year, but to win two counties in the space of a week, you know, it is... Like that's the stuff of dreams, really. You know, you'd never, you'd be aiming for it, but for it yeah. to come off, I know you'd see there, like anyone in New Sistown, you know, or anywhere, probably did the same thing. Do you know, it's what you aim for at the start of the year, but do you know to pull it off? Then is uh, definitely it'll go down there as uh, one of the better years. All right. Exactly, and I hope we can go one more now on Sunday. Listen, Margaret, yeah. um, appreciate you taking the time, and thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, Sean. Now, the Southern Star is in shops and online via our e-paper from Thursday morning, as always. And there's plenty for you to look forward to in this week's edition. On the front page of the sport, we focus on Bantry Blues, who are back on top, as we heard, and our Carberry under-21A champions for the first time in 12 years. So there's a great photo on the front page, great report inside of that match as well. So that's a real souvenir piece for any Bantry Blues fans also, the draws have been made for Carberry's 2024 Junior Football and Hurling Championships. So there's some interesting matchups there. We bring you the full draws in this week's Southern Star. John Hayes focuses on why John Cleary's Cork team are making the same mistakes game after game in his column this week. We also have a match report from Cork's loss to Cavan, as well as um, looking forward to this weekend's game versus Fermanagh, away to Fermanagh. Emily Hegarty is back on track. She missed the entire 2023 season, the Skibbereen Roar, but she is now fighting for a place at the Summer Games in Paris, the Tokyo Olympic medalist. Caught up with sports editor Kieran McCarthy to chat about her struggles and um, why she feels she's in a great position now to get a spot on a boat for the Summer Games. We have plenty of West Cork soccer in this week's Southern Star as well as um, the battling West Cork under-16s held their nerve to book a place in a national final. They're playing Dundalk in the National Schools Shield final. We've got rowing, we've got bowling, we've got rugby and more in this week's Southern Star. So be sure to pick up a copy in shops across West Cork or as always, if you're further afield and you can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star and get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just head to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast and thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.